Eye of Newt and Toe of Frog, Wool of Bat and Tongue of Dog, Adder's Fork and Blind Woman's Worm Sting, <laughs> Lizard's Leg and Owlet's Wing, For a Charm of Powerful Trouble, Like a Hell Broth Boil and Bubble, Double Double Toil and Trouble, Fire Burn and Cauldron Bubble. Hello and welcome to episode 451. Of Under the Cull of MS, this is the second previews catalog of the goodies that are a lot are coming out around Halloween. So that's why I got these little Halloween-y style quotes going on. And that one just happens to be from William Shakespeare. But we're going to try and get through these a little faster this month, but it's not happening so far. Not having that good a look. But let's see what happens. See if we can get through. I think we're up to D's maybe here. Let's see. It looks like the next one. No, looks like we hit F. So we're getting there. <laughs> Slowly but surely. But next up will be Far Cry. Esperanza's Tears number one by Ablaze Media. The global bestseller. For Juan Cortez, guerrilla warfare is a profession, death, a hobby. There are many of them. Humans plagued by addictions. Some only experience extreme sensations. Others can't do without euphoric substances. Juan Cortez is a guerrilla warfare addict. For years, he's traveled from countries at war to conflict zones, putting his experience and training at the service of the highest bidder. This time, fate led him to Santa Costa, a South American country that curiously reminds him of Yara, his native land. Because here, as on the island of Anton Castillo, the recent discovery of a rare resource, a mineral called tantalum, has upset the economy of a small nation previously ignored. Three camps now face each other. The military Yanta, recently established in power by Di Stefano. The Burjus Party, led by daughter of the assassinated former leader and a revolutionary group, defender of labor and indigenous rights. It was the latter, guided by their leader, Max Perillo, who called on Juan's talents. And for him, it's blessed bread. A nascent guerrilla, a troubled period politically, and above all, money. A lot of money. To save the country, he is asked to strike a blow by assassinating... General Destapano, but of course, nothing will go as planned. A prequel to the events of Far Cry 6, this amphetamine-boosted comic introduces Juan Cortez, one of the central characters in the newest installment of Ubisoft's best-selling video game series. I love the Far Cry series. I have them all, except for the sixth. I don't yet. And I think there might be one other one that I'm missing out on. 
Do I enjoy playing them? But I don't know if I could get into reading them. Now, I'm surprised that they don't have no bonus code or anything for Far Cry with the comic like the other ones. <laughs> then I might grab onto it because I like the Far Cry series a lot. So, Fear the Funhouse One Shot by Archie Comics. A night camping at their treehouse in the woods leads to preteen Archie and his friends to do what any kid their age would do in that scenario. Tell scary stories, but each story grows creepier and creepier as the kids realize that maybe, just maybe, there is some truth to these tall tales in an anthology that's equal parts Are You Afraid of the Dark? And Goosebumps. Yeah, I want to... I'm going to have a lot of Archie comics this Halloween. (laughs) I can see that already. Uh, Yeah. Fireteam Hardcore Volume 1 by Caliber Entertainment. Collected and published for the first time in over 30 years from Harvey... Oh, Let's see here. Cam Kai McMurphy is a half-Vietnamese, half-American. His uncle, Yayan Bantan, 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 raised him from birth in the U.S. and the two live in an area that is controlled by a skinhead gang. The neighborhood lives in fear as the gang forces them to pay protection money. When Guyan refuses, he and Cam are beaten and their family store is burned to the ground. Then hope appears in the form of a ghost from the past. When Guyan was young, right after Cam was born, he worked with a U.S. fire team deployed in the last days of the Vietnam War. The team was comprised of six brave men who ended up sacrificing their lives trying to evacuate women and children from an about-to-be-overrun base. Now the fire team has come back from the dead to not only save Yayan and Cam, but bring news to Cam that his American father is alive and fighting a guerrilla war in the Vietnamese jungles. Plex all six issues. We're going back to a lot of Vietnam stuff this month, I see. This one looks fun, of course. Flesh-Eating Cheerleaders from Outer Space. Number one by Dren Productions. When a meteor crashes in the middle of a campus, the students at Pullman University don't realize they're being invaded by a cadre of body-snatching aliens. But when a group of cheerleaders are the first to stumble upon the wreckage, they're transformed from normal students into flesh-eating cannibals. Soon the problem isn't going to be the creatures, it's going to be the monsters that these cheerleaders become. Harkening back to the classic horror B-movie, B-movies from the 1960s, 70s, and 80s, Flesh-eating cheerleaders will set your hair on end with its horrifying action and its cannibalistic co-eds. 
I mean, that just says fun, does it not? All right, we got Frank Forte, Vintage Horror Comics Postcard. 20-piece set by Dispersed Limited. And then we got a Fred Perry Secret Sketchbook by Antarctic Press. Gold Digger creator Fred Perry went looking for some missing files. And look what he found behind a forgotten secret door. Savor this treasure trove of extra special illustrations collected for you before they get stored in some dusty corner of the Smithsonian. So I have some Gold Digger comics. Never read them, though. So I don't know if, I'm, if I like them or not. Friends has a... Well, there's a Friends Clue board game by USAopoly. If you miss playing Clue and you want to see which one of the Friends killed the other ones, it'd probably be a game for you. <laughs> we got Fruiting Bodies One Shot by Silver Sprocket. Francis, her brother, and his annoying friend Trent have their Pacific Northwest road trip derailed when a wrong turn strands them in the rain-soaked woods. Luckily, they're found by a beautiful, friendly stranger who is eager to help them, but is her convenient arrival their salvation or something else entirely? I bet you it's something else entirely. Uh, yeah, check Make sure my clock is running. We have a Funko Boo Hollow Coffin 7-inch plush. And there's a, and that's by Funko, of course. All these are from Funko. There's a Funko Hocus Pocus card game. It's like Funko Pops is getting into everything else now. They just ain't making enough money off those pops, I guess. <laughs> we have a Funko Loungefly pop-sized pin Disney. Nightmare Before Christmas, Jack Skellington pin. There's a, a zero one also. And we have a Chucky from Child's Play version. And a Gizmo one Magwai from Gremlins. And we have the 3D glasses wearing stripe figure uh, I assume these are all pins and not actual pops I'd rather have them be Funko Pops uh, then we have a Funko Nightmare Before Christmas Blacklight Jack Plush which would be cool uh, along with the Oogie Boogie Oogie Plush and they're both, they're all black light ones. And they also have a Sally one and a zero one, of course. It's like you got to, if you have black light posters, a black light area, you got to get these figures. They'd be awesome in there. Now, I mean, they've been coming out with tons of cool black light poster books, but I mean, Christ, they want like 150 bucks for the book or 120 or something. It's like, holy shit. It's just posters, people. All right, we got Funny Creek Trade Paperback by Dark Horse Comics. 
Running from a terrible trauma at home, Lily magically falls inside her favorite cartoon show. But the bright world of Funny Creek isn't as far from the pains of the real world as she had hoped. A thrilling adventure ensues when Lily must overcome her troubles and make her way home. Looks like that was a comicsology series also. And then if we haven't had enough Garbage Pale Kids stuff yet, they have Garbage Pale Kids Origins, number one, by Dynamite Entertainment. Uh, let's see. Dynamite Entertainment and this thing. Garbage Pale Kids Origins. This all-new GPK comic book event is a badass, sprawling superhero epic. We not only learn how our GPK heroes came to be, but we also reveal to the world that Adam Bomb and his gang of good guys were instrumental in the outcome of World War II and the fate of humanity. Issue number one starts with Adam Bomb's origin and how he begins as an unassuming flat-footed soda jerk named Adam Baum. B-A-U-M. Ultimately transforming into an all-American superhero named Adam Bomb. Thanks to an unfortunate radiation leak, Adam leads a team of other enhanced supercharged garbage humans to take down the axis of evil led by Nasty Nick. It's like... They've been going crazy with these Garbage Pail Kids books that I'm going to get a taste of my first one here pretty soon with the Mad Balls Garbage Pail Kids crossover. I got the first comic in the mail the other day, so I'm looking forward to reading that and reviewing it. And the pictures are fun, and it looks like the story, inside story, artwork's a blast looking, but we'll see what happens. All right, I got GCPD, The Blue Wall, number one by DC Comics. Still relatively early in her tenure as GCPD commissioner, Renee Montoya seeks out to rebuild her department and restore public faith in the historically troubled police department during some of the worst conditions it's ever seen. But Renee can't do it alone. In order for her plan to work, everyone from the topmost officials all the way down to the most fresh-faced new officers must contend with the harsh realities of being a symbol of law and order in a city of super-powered saviors and superhuman lawlessness. A minute there, I thought we were going to see Barbara Gordon be taken over. We have Ghost Planet One-Shot by Scout Comics. It has a Mike and Laura all red cover. So I got to get it for that. And it's Scout Comics, which does excellent work usually. A family of deep space explorers rushes to solve the mystery of Ghost Planet before their recently dead loved ones return to kill them next. Murder birds, eye stalks, and a space pig abound in this 40-page graphic novella. It's a classic sci-fi tale with a bloody horror twist. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. We will have to see what's up with that. I might have to check it out just to get the all red cover. We have Gods of Brutality Legendary Edition by Black Caravan. In 1984, rock star Nick Dillon died for one minute, 24 seconds. He went to hell, where he was tortured by demons in an act of desperation. Nick prayed to any god that would listen. Thankfully, his pleas were un- or were answered when Thor and Hercules were dispatched to save him. This is the comic telling this telling of that story. This new legendary edition format features 11 by 17 and features raw art pages and dialogue. See, I was excited and interested for this. And then you had to tell me that it's an oversized book. They're not fun to hold on to, not fun to read, and I don't like it. <laughs> it's like, with that. I buy comic books because I want comic books. <laughs> I don't want magazines. If I want magazines, I buy magazines. <laughs> <clears throat> Even Heavy Metal learned they can't make shit for money on magazines, so they started making Heavy Metal comics instead. <laughs> Godzilla. Best of Mothra, number one one-shot by IDW Publishing and known. Heavy Metal, I think, still makes the magazine, too. Mothra, second only to King of the Monsters. The Goddess of Peace graces the pages of this special one-shot reprint, showcasing some of the greatest Mothra stories that have ever fluttered through, through IDW's comics. 100 beautiful pages written and rendered by a variety of superstar scribes and artists. Well, you're not giving us much there, but Mothra is my favorite. So. I think they're doing the same thing that they did with the Turtles with the best ofs. So I don't know. I'll just wait and bargain those. Godzilla, Monsters and Protectors, All Hail the King, number one, by IDW Publishing. It's been a year, and to Cedric's dismay, there have been no more Godzilla sightings. Sure, that means no destruction, but it was also his vlog's most popular series of videos. He needs new content. His views are dropping and he's running out of ideas. He's being called out for lying by Cyberbully's dragon, who is trying to see if Cedric really has the Godzilla chops, and Karen Haiga, who has her own agenda. There's more going on beneath the surface, but will Cedric find out what before something deadlier than Godzilla rears its head? Uh, by looking at the cover, it looks like aliens or robots, possibly. Being the problem next. We have Gotham City, Year One, by DC Comics. There once was a shining city on the water, a home for families, hope, and prosperity. 
It was Gotham, and it was glorious. The story of its fall from grace, the legend that would birth the bat, has remained untold for 80 years. That's about to change. (laughs) More bat stories, more bat comics. Alright, we don't need to worry about that. We have a Grim Fairy Tales Presents Horror Pinup 2022 by Xenoscope Entertainment. Which, by looking up, uh, let's see here, they got, check out all your favorite Grim Universe heroines and villainesses donning the cosplays of pop culture's most famous monsters. Um, also includes a never before published Grim Fairy Tale story. Okay, I was hoping they had that because they did that with the last pinup one that I bought. And these are some fun horror covers. So, yeah, I'll probably pick up a copy. I just don't know which cover I want to go with. There's too many to choose from. All right, we got Grim Spotlight Cinderella Tooth Fairy by Xenoscope Entertainment. The psychotic, stabby, and lovable, but definitely not huggable, serial killer princess is back. And this time she is taking on mm, the Tooth Fairy? How? Why? We actually aren't that sure. But we do know it's an insane story you won't want to miss that will have repercussions into the greater Grimm universe. Swords, teeth, raccoons named Harold, Gerald. Get ready for Cindy like you've never seen her before. First, the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, she's a fun character, so I could see this being a fun storyline. I might have to get it. I don't know if it's going to be an ongoing, though. It doesn't say number one. So is this just a one shot? Then I'll get it. But we'll see. We got the Grim Universe Quarterly Halloween issue by Xenoscope Entertainment. This year, for the first time ever, don't miss the broadcast of your new favorite reality challenge TV show. Watch as contestants compete on an island of pure terror for the chance for fame and to achieve their wildest dreams. Who will make it out alive and save their souls from a torturous end? Don't miss this aptly timed holiday-themed oversized issue where Halloween isn't just a day. It's a lifestyle, bro. Hey, bro. They have a Gypsy Visions bag set of five comics by Boundless Comics. And then we got Hack Slash Hot Shorts number one, one shot by Image Comics. Slasher Hunter, Cassie Hack, and Vlad are back with a one shot collecting the all new short stories from the Hack and Slash Deluxe Edition hardcovers. Our heroes battle bloodstains in Slice of Life. Written and drawn by Seely, while a new kind of monster slayer 
stalks the back roads of America in highway to highwayman to heaven. And Casey, Cassie meets up with. I was getting buzzed by something. <laughs> with the baddest gr- bad girl in the multiverse in I Will Destroy You All. Also contains all new pinups, the perfect celebration of the slasher season. I would say I gotta get it just because it's hack and slash. It's always fun. Then we have Halloween Party One Shot by Image Comics. It's a scary time in America, and we're not talking about the razors and the candy. When you might get murdered in a mass shooting, the clowns, monsters, and other things that go bump in the night have a harder time doing their job. It's a hilarious bummer at this year's Monster Mash. Scott McTiernan and Weed Thing return, and we introduce some new favorites. It's Brian Pazane, so I want to grab it, but it sounds like it could have some bummer stories. <laughs> we'll see. Let's see where our clock is. We're just about out of time for this portion. We got Hard Hard Ears Soft Cover Graphic Novel by Harry N. Abrams Books. Hard Ears is an Afro-Caribbean fantasy adventure graphic novel. A superstorm of unprecedented strength obliterates the Yobert Island, leaving it totally defenseless. As the island reels from the devastation, Mr. Harding, the head of the Merchant Guild, charges in and promises to rebuild the economy. Uh, Of the island by creating jobs in his giant corporation. However, Harding is a parasite and is capturing people from the island and using their life essence or vibes to feed his factories. Bolo, a local hero, saves his love, Zara, from Hardin and cronies, but the lovers are then framed as rebels against the state. If Bolo, Zara, and their allies don't take down Hardin and the corrupt government, all will be lost. All right. This is awesome. Do I have enough time? Yeah, I can get a couple more in here. We got Harley Quinn, the animated series, Legion of Bats, number one by DC Comics. When last we checked in with Harley Quinn, she ate, she banged, and she killed. But now it's time for something a little different. Fresh out of the events of Harley Quinn, the animated series, season three, Harley has found herself a part of a highly unlikely team, the Bat Family. Meanwhile, Poison Ivy has found herself prepping for her new job, leader of the Legion of Doom. But while Harley and Ivy adjust to their respective new roles, a ghost from Ivy's past enters the fray and threatens the relationship between everyone's favorite clown clown plant couple. It's just so much fun, all this Harley Quinn animated stuff right now. If you're missing out on it, get into it. It is a blast. But check out the series first, then read the comics, and 
you won't be disappointed if you enjoy that character, I don't think. They have a hatchet reader pack by American Mythology. This is the first hatchet series collected in a special reader pack, including issues number 0 to 3, which are long out of print. And these books are very hard to find, and you can get them at a discounted rate this one time. And covers are random, random fills, so you never know what you're going to get. And we got Headhunter number one by Binge Books. After taking down human traffickers, Headhunter rescues an orphan baby and decides to raise her as his own. Unfortunately, the Heroes Union isn't convinced that a homeless, superpowered vigilante, vigilante is cut out for fatherhood. It's a family-friendly, triple-sized, self-contained epic from... It's like... can't let someone that saved the kid take care of him, but you'll let human traffickers take care of the kids? I don't know. <laughs> and then we got Hellboy in Love, number one. No, we don't. We'll come back for that because we're running out of time. We'll be back with that right after this. Okay, Hellboy in Love. Number one by Dark Horse Comics. Hellboy has been assigned to patrol a train route where goblins have been stealing from passengers. Their latest victim, Anastasia, is a researcher and archaeologist transporting valuable artifacts to a museum. And she's not going to let them go without a fight. Rather than stay behind, she teams up with Hellboy to chase the light-fingered Faith through the British countryside and into a local punk show. Yeah, I was looking forward to more from that, so that's not a Hellboy that I'm going to jump into right now. And Hellboy can't be in love anyways. He's like the thing from the Fantastic Four. You've got too much rock for body parts. You can't be in love. Just be yourself and quit trying to have a relationship. <laughs> they have a Helena red hot bag set of four comics from Balnus Comics. They have a Hellcop Volume 2 The Sasquatch War trade paperback by Image Comics. Of course, the first job Virgil has as the new Hellcop captain couldn't be easy if he can't solve the mystery of how a sasquatch prince wound up shot in the pacific northwest the result will be all out interdimensional war he's got to keep the peace for a lot for as long as possible buying time for his new recruit gladys to track down the real culprits behind the co-op the coup this and much more is the second volume in the second volume of Hellcop collects Hellcop number 6 to 10. Okay, I didn't know that. This was just a collection of 
the next round of comics. So I seen the Sasquatch, the word Sasquatch, and got all excited. So I had to check it out. They have a Helena Scythe bikini bag set from of five comics from Boundless Comics. There's a Hello Kitty and Friends bad, bad. B-A-D-T-Z-M-A-R-U, Frankenstein, 13-inch plush. There's a Hello Kitty and Friends, Hello Kitty Witch, 13-inch plush, all by Kid Robot. There's also a Carapi, Dracula, which is basically a Dracula frog, Hello Kitty figure, and also My Melody Bat, 13 inch plush figure by kid robot and next up we got halloween number one of three by opus comics pumpkin fans unite seekers of the seven keys explorers explores the iconic cast of characters depicted on album covers from the legendary German heavy metal band known as the Godfathers of Melodic Speed Metal. The mystical seven keys have been lost, and the keeper wants them back. But he's not the only one looking, and when teenage siblings stumble upon the quest, they embark on a 1980s-style science fiction fantasy adventure filled with the horror tropes, campy characters, and throwback humor, for which the band is known. Don't know that band? Well, I know Halloween. I have Halloween albums. I guess that's the band that they're talking about. But they gave them a different name in that description, I think. Well, Hell Witch, First Lady Death, Wargasm, number one of two, black and white edition by Coffin Comics. Dithocalypse, an official year-long company-wide event, climaxes here. Who will reign supreme in one of the most savage, action-packed slugfests in comic book history? It's presented in glorious black and light, white with no lettering. Interesting. Next up, we got Hero in Haven, or Hero in Heaven, number one by AC Comics. First issue of a great new full-color sampler focusing on reprints of great good girl art superheroines of comics. Golden Age. Full classic adventures starring Wildfire, drawn by the great Jim Mooney, Lady Fairplay and Miss Victory with art by Nina Albright. Great Forgotten Heroines back for today's readers. They are having fun bringing all the old stuff back every decade so they can just burrow in that money (laughs) of all these reprints instead of just focusing on giving us some new stuff. We have Hitomi number one by Image Comics. 
In feudal era Japan, a drifter with no prospects begins training in secret under Yusuke, a once famous displaced, disgraced warrior, as she struggles to find her place in a society entrenched in discrimination and violence. Combining the historical sweep and elegance of Kurosawa with the visceral action of Tarantino, this saga follows the trials and tribulations of a young female warrior who travels the countryside unendingly as she works to gain the rank of samurai, a title no man, monster, or myth can give to her, but one that she will have to take for herself. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Japanese-inspired hit girl story, maybe? Sounds like it could be decent. Next up, they have a House of Slaughter pack, number one bundle by Boom Comics, or by Boom Studios. House of Slaughter gets the Slaughter Pack treatment readers know and love from Something is Killing the Children, collecting the entire first arc, The Butcher's Mark, discover the tragic origins of Aaron Slaughter, as well as the sinister inner workings of the organization that molded Erica into the monster hunter she is today. These bundle packs are a great way to get a variety of comics that you may or may not wanted to check out at one time, and now you can for a better price. Yeah, Hyper Aware One Shot by Source Point Press. After three astronauts are stranded in deep space, they learn that only two of them will be able to enter hypersleep for the long return home. One of the crew members makes the difficult decision to remain awake and live the rest of his life alone with only the set spacecrafts on board AI for company. But when the other two astronauts wake up, they discover something horrible has happened while they were unconscious. Like the person got sick of being the only one awake and decided to jump into their little chamber and wake up the other ones and say, screw it. I'm going to sleep. You guys wake up. (laughs) Ice Canyon Monster number one of seven by Blood Moon Comics. Fans of Cthulhu rejoice. Monsters will rise in this intelligent take on a new cryptid species. A Greenlandic shaman releases a curse into the waters around his native land. The monster will grow, become enraged and unstoppable. The plight of the shaman is noble, but the beast has create he creates is mindless. All right. And they also have Ice Canyon Monster number two and number three and number four. So apparently this is something that's old because it's all resolicitated and I didn't realize that. 
Uh, they have an It Pennywise zipper mouth plush to go with your plushies. You got to have one scary little freaky thing to go in there. When you have your little E.T. plushie with all your other ones and have the It one standing, sitting right behind E.T. ready to slaughter them <laughs> by Quantum Mechanics. It Took Luke by Oni Press. L.A. 2028. Down on their luck, exterminator, Sal Hernandez is sick of long hours and living in their work van. They're ready to quit their job and reconcile with their estranged partner. The only thing standing in their way is one last shift. But what seems like a routine call quickly gets out of hand when a proselytizing mass of flesh addicts or massive flesh abducts Sale's newest co-worker, Luke, and turns their extermination job into a rescue mission. Sale and their teammates, Molly and Hassam, are as experienced as they come, but will it be enough to overcome the horrific creature that awaits in the shadows while simultaneously battling the incompetence of their boss? Wipe the viscera from your eyes and prepare to assimilate into the flesh in this queer adult debut graphic novella exploring crunch culture and its casualties. They have a Jay and Silent Bob 144-piece bucket of buttons by NMR Distribution. And we all need Jay and Silent Bob buttons, of course. Let's see where our clock is. Oh, Christ, we're not even halfway through. We got Joker, the man who stopped laughing, number one, by DC Comics. Huh? 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 It's not funny anymore. The world once again holds its breath as the Joker strikes again. But how far is he willing to go this time? It's the Joker. He's willing to go as far as it takes. Uh, let's see, with the clown prince of crime setting out on his most bizarre caper yet, will a fan-favorite vigilante be able to prevent certain tragedy? Or is he on the joke, in on the joke? In the backup, Joker's got a hot date, but he's going to need a mirror to make sure he looks nice. Maybe Mirror Master can help. I don't know who Mirror Master is. All right, we got Jungle Fantasy Survivors, number one to five, wrap cover bag set of five comics by Boundless Comics. They also got number six to ten. And then we got Junkyard Joe, number one, by Image Comics. By the critically acclaimed team of G.F. Johns, Gary Frank, and Brad Anderson, Throughout history, unlikely and strange heroes have risen and fallen. Their identities and life's a secret, but for a great evil to be stopped, their stories must be told. They are the unnamed fighting, the unknown war. From the explosive pages of Geiger comes Junkyard Joe. The world knows him as the comic strip by cartoonist Muddy Davis. But the truth stretches back to the Vietnam War. This is their story of sacrifice and brotherhood. 
another Vietnam related story, but I love the Geiger series and everything that's come out of it so far. And I will definitely be jumping on Junkyard Joe. They also have a black and white veterans edition cover and all kinds of specialty stuff you can check out. There's Katie the Cat Sitter box set by Random House Children's Books if you want to get the collection. Then we have Kayla, number one by Image Comics, but I need a swig of water first. Uh Uh-oh, my water's running out. I got something to fill it with. All right. Let's see what this says. A jam-packed series premiere with 31 gorgeous story pages, plus bonus material, and a Jack Kirby-inspired variant cover by Deadly Class, co-creator Wes Craig. After the destruction of their village, a young girl with a magic arm and a fighting spirit is tasked with delivering her little brother to a faraway safe haven. Jeez, I can't read now all of a sudden. Sorry, I'm stirring up my ice water trying to get it nice and cold. Uh, There, he's destined to discover the secret to overthrowing the all-powerful empire that destroyed their home. Ah, it tastes so good. All right. Now that I can breathe again, hopefully scratchy throat's gone for a little while. Let's get back to it. We have Kent Menace, Treasure and Tri- Triacle, number one by American Mythology. In February of 2021, the Baltimore Suns, Carroll County Times, named Scott Bard. We don't care about that. Uh, Now, talent found both inside and out of the comics industry will add to the Kent Menace and Mythos with the upcoming limited series. Okay. Kent Menace, Treasure and Treacle. Why can't I say that that word? The way I'm supposed to say that word is not coming in my head for some reason. I'll just say it the way it's spelled. Triacle. Volume 1 will explore the darker side of the mythos as our supernatural sailor takes on foes such as his evil, nigh-immortal half-brother, King Menace, the comic booker, the retro mariner, as well as his terrible father, the Pirate King. Besides Braden and Maldo, contributors to this must-have chapter include... Oh, I mean, this thing's got a whole paragraph explanation of writers and artists. And why don't you explain what the hell this story is about so we can decide if we want to buy it. Jesus, people. I think they... I think more people are interested in who writes and draws this stuff than what the stories are. You got to have a good story before you can decide who's dealing with it, in my opinion. But I know everybody else just sees a name and buys whatever they put out. 
but I like to at least have a good story to go with the name. Kill Chella number one by Scout Comics. A group of friends drive up from Los Angeles to attend an ultra-trendy music festival in the Coachella Valley Desert. They soon face a bloody night of terror when a reclusive pop star making her big return after five years recruits her most fanatical devotees to assist in a massive human sacrifice ritual. It's kind of kind of interesting that they're starting to pull these storylines for Coachella and stuff after the events of <clears throat> the person jumping into the fire at Burning Man, and now we got all these mass shootings going on, and now we'll probably have some shit happen at Coachella and Burning Man, stuff like that. These big concert events, it's like society's just falling apart all of a sudden. It's not doing, it's getting worse. We're not doing anything to fix it. Although I did see cop lights all over the parking lot in a town north of here. I decided to drive through and we drive through and look and the cops, the local cops, or I think the county cops were showing off their new vehicle. That's just a huge armored military militarized style vehicle and it's like really you're head to toe in body armor you got these cops carrying machine guns across their chest while they have one wrapped up behind them plus they got a sidearm pistol plus they got tasers plus they got tear gas and whatever else they're carrying and now they need these militarized vehicles and stuff you know if you if the police dress as humans and act as humans and associate with the people instead of walking around looking like a scary ass force then maybe people will acknowledge them and work with them and talk to them and you might not have people trying to cause so much problem in neighborhoods. If you look back at the days when we used to have in the 80s, the police officers would walk around and hand out local sports teams, baseball, football cards and stuff, and talk to the the locals around the neighborhood, get to know everybody and stuff. We didn't have as much bullshit going on. But now the military, we have militarized looking police running around our streets and they're not socializing with the locals and we got all kinds of attitude coming from and everything else. And we're supposed to have a happy, healthy lifestyle going on with our communities when you have that type of environment to live in. I mean, think about it. It makes you feel like you're in a combat zone. So, of course, that's going to cause issues. And it's just so stupid. And and that they have to show off their militarized equipment and stuff. It's like, ooh, look at what we got. The city just spent $500,000 on giving us this vehicle that they usually use in the middle of a war. And 
but now we can do it in town. We can come to your house and show this massive military presence outside your house, and that's supposed to make the community stronger, better, happier? I don't think so. All right, this is not what we're doing. We're doing previews, so get back to it. We got Krampus. No, we don't. It's not Christmas time. It's Halloween. <laughs> Krampus, a Yuletide adventure. Trade paperback by Oni Press. When the secret society of Santa Clauses are robbed of their holiday magic and rendered powerless by an unknown force, they have no choice but to enlist the infamous Yuletide terror known as Krampus, to journey from the North Pole to recapture their magic time to save the day. Oh, sure, besting a malevolent gang of sugar plum fairies, a holiday-themed gun for hire, and Krampus's own hatred for the society, and all of society in general, sounds like a cakewalk. But when a dark secret from the Santa's past comes to light, Krampus is put to the ultimate test. Yeah, it's not Christmas time. I don't want to see Christmas shit yet. I just want my Halloween stuff right now. You guys can come out with the Christmas stuff in two more months. For right now, let's just enjoy what we got. We have a Lady Death Bestial Bag set of five comics by Boundless Comics. There's a Lady Death Booty Bag set of five comics. A Lady Death Sizzling Bag set of five comics. A Lady Death Skulls Bag set of five comics. And a Lady Death Vixen Bag set of five comics, all by Boundless Comics. And next up we have Legacy of Violence. Number 1 of 12 by Mad Cave Studios. A legacy of Violence by Masters of Horror Colin Bunn and Andrea Moody with letters by Russ Wooten follows Dr. Nick Shaw, an honest doctor just trying to help people. But one day when a patient gets out of control, Nick suddenly begins recalling past memories he had kept a, hidden away. That's when he decides to join Doctors Without Borders and head straight for Central America. But his past still comes calling with a serial killer on the loose in the small town of DeSante, Honduras. Nick's flashbacks begin to intensify and become clearer. Was Nick meant to go to Honduras? Is this all part of the killer's plan? Find out what Nick has been re repressing all these years and why. I don't think they needed to go 12 issues because that story doesn't grab me that great for a 12-issue run. I'd say that should have been a three-issue run and some of the other stories I'd seen in previously should have been 12 issues. We got Leonide the Vampire Vampire Miracle at Crow's Head, number one one shot by Dark Horse Comics. A small coastal village is home to normal people living quiet and simple lives. Until a shipwreck brings a small coffin and its smaller occupant into their midst. What brings begins as a miracle soon takes a turn towards the horrible. 
in this ghastly or ghostly tale from celebrated Hellboy creator Mike Mignola and artist extraordinaire Rachel Argano. The first issue of a new series of stories. Leonide the Vampire is shivy, shiveringly spectacular. This is one that I might check out. I haven't had a Hellboy book in a while and related book. And I want to, it's a vampire style, so I might have to check it out for the wife. We have a letter 44, Oni, 25th anniversary edition, number one by Oni Press. Celebrating Oni's 25th anniversary, the first issue of the hit series is back with a commemorative foil stamp cover. So this is, well, newly elected president Stephen Blades hopes to tackle the most critical issues facing the nation. But in a letter penned by the outgoing president, Blades learns the truth that redefines critical. Seven years ago, NASA discovered an alien presence in the asteroid belt and kept it a secret from the world. A crew of heroic astronauts was sent to investigate, and they're nearing the conclusion of their epic journey. But don't miss the first chapter in this thrilling tale of real-world space travel, intrigue, and secret histories. Ah, I just don't remember that name or that pitch, that cover or anything, so I don't remember when that came out in the past. We have Lovesick number one by Image Comics. The Lovesick Club is an exclusive subscribers-only site on the dark web that offers the best in erotic and ultraviolent entertainment. There, Matriarch Domino and her fellow dominatrixes punish and torture none other than their own loyal subscribers, many of whom pay good money to meet their, their end by her hand in front of a large anonymous audience. But in the eyes of her rage-filled haters, Domino is the mother demon, a deranged succubus who oppresses men by turning them into her slaves. For this crime against men, she must be hunted down and punished. After Bolero and Gospel for a New Century, Luana Velcio invites you to explore the furthest limits of consent, idolatry, hate, and love in this modern blood and neon-soaked horror saga that's not for the faint of heart. It sounds interesting. Might have to check that out eventually. All right. Let's see. Yeah, we're going to end it there and we'll get back with the third segment of today's portion right after this. Alright, the next one comes in a regular or a 3D format. We got Marked, Halloween Special Number 1 One-Shot by Image Comics. 
Celebrate the holiday with a 3D red and blue glasses version of the marked Halloween special or a regular one with an exclusive Halloween-themed cover and lovingly rendered state-of-the-art full-color 3D throughout. Issue comes bagged and includes custom-printed glasses if you get the 3D version. Otherwise, you can also get the regular holiday special. There's a Marvel Comics Miss Marvel 24-count magnet assortment. There's a cool-looking Marvel D-Stage 129 Doctor Strange Mom Doctor Strange 6-inch uh, M-O-M Mother of Monsters I don't know. It's where he's fighting the it's a six-inch statue from Beast Kingdom, but it's where he's fighting that that big giant eye with tentacles and the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness movie. And there's a Marvel Gallery comic, Doctor Octopus, Doc Ock, PVC statue from Diamond Select. And then we got a Marvel Ghost Rider sixth. Scale diorama from PCS collectibles. Pretty cool looking Ghost Rider figure with them on a flaming motorcycle. There's a Marvel Green Goblin statue by PCS collectibles. It's pretty kick ass with him flying around with the flaming smoke shooting out of his little uh, flying device. There's a Marvel Spider-Man Advanced Suit 1-6 Diorama by PCS Collectibles. And a Master of Diabolism, Wee Wuxian Yi Ling Lao Tzu 1-8 PVC figure by the Good Smile Company. It's like, I just love how they have all these things just... Popping out all over these statues. They're just awesome looking. I don't know nothing about the the characters themselves, some of them, but yeah, they look cool. If you are into those things, then you might want to get those. There's a Minecraft Volume 1 trade paperback by Dark, Dark Horse Comics. The first graphic novel set in the world of gaming phenomenon, Minecraft. Tyler is your everyday kid whose life has changed when his family has to come from the town he's always known. Thankfully, Tyler has a strong group of friends forever linked in the world of Minecraft. Tyler, along with his friends Evan, Candace, Toby, and Grace, have been going on countless adventures together across the expanses of the other overworld and are in need of a new challenge group decides to go on the ultimate quest to travel to the end uh, end and face off against the ender dragon over a hundred okay i don't need to read that <clears throat> so i barely even went into the ender world more or less after the ender dragon so far on minecraft so <laughs> i just mess around with the regular world building shit and there's a mini epic Stranger Things Season 4 Vecna vinyl figure from Alliance Entertainment Corp. That's nice and creepy looking. There's a mini Code Jurassic Dominion Blue and Beta, Beta PVC statue from Iron Studios. 
There's a Minico Marvel X-Men Nightcrawler PVC statue. And a Minico Thundercats Mumra PVC statue. All from Iron Studios. And we got Miracle Man Marvel number zero one shot by Marvel Comics. Forty years ago, Miracle Man's modern era began and changed the world of comics as we know it. Now, on the cusp of a new era of Miracle Man, we celebrate all things Kimoto with a who's who of the best talent in the industry. Plus, Neil Gaiman and Mark Buck. Buckingham set up this issue and their return to Miracle Man the Silver Age. Alright. It all looks good. There's also a Miracle Man by Gaiman and Buckingham the Silver Age number one by Marvel Comics. And we have a Monster Fun Halloween Spooktacular 2022 by Rebellion Comics. Hauntingly good, all ages monster mayhem continues in this comic anthology made for Halloween. Put on a scary costume, settle down with some candy, and check out the super stories we have to offer in our latest Spooktacular. Mildew Manor comes under threat when Frankie Stein and Drudge accidentally create a giant monster pumpkin. In Hell's Angel, the local demons try to stop Helly from ruining their Halloween. Billy Farmer comes face to face with his long lost sister in The Leopard from Lime Street. The Street Commando and Johnny Future square off against the Deadly Mark II robot. Kid Kong gets into some trouble when out trick-or-treating, plus lots more. Taking a drink. Alright. I'm sure that's all kinds of young adult fun, or young kid fun or something. I'm not sure what ages that's set up for. There's a Monster Jam Monopoly board game, which if they give you all the different monster trucks for pieces, that'd be cool. Then I'd just have to get it just for the pieces because if they, I believe all their board pieces are just pewter. So I wouldn't mind a bunch of little pewter trucks, Bigfoot and Grave Digger and all them. Yeah, Monsters of Metal One Shot by Opus Comics. Written and directed, written by director and visual effects artist Jason Howden and Lexi Leon. Monsters of Metal takes iconic creatures on the road as heavy as a heavy metal band in this riotous stand up send up jeez can't read of live on tour choose your favorite of five different character cover you're not going to tell us what's happening with them on tour or anything i mean for christ's sakes it's a one shot give us something 
It's not your standard little two ninety nine one shop. This is a spendier one. So at least give a a one sentence description of what the hell the thing's about. Yeah, Moon Knight Volume Nine Annual Number One by Marvel Comics. Werewolf by Moon Knight. In the Darkhold, there is a prophecy of how a good, how a god might die. Jack Russell, more familiar with the cursed Tomei than most, would like very much to kill a god and save his people. The people bound in servitude to the moon. But to fulfill that prophecy requires the blood of the fist of Kanchu. And Moon Knight doesn't bleed easily. And they don't give much of a description with that one, but it does talk about Werewolf by Night. So I like that character. I like the Moon Knight character. It's an annual, so it's usually decent storylines. We'll see. I might get that. Mortimer. Lazy Bird, number one. This is by Scoot and Launch. Scoot imprint from writer Brendan Deenan, artist Marco Anton Cortez, and colorist Diego Boren comes Scoot's latest all-ages story of friendship and excitement. This is the story of a bird, Mortimer and a very talkative worm, Lucius. Two strangers who are supposed to be enemies, but end up becoming best friends. But their adventures won't be easy, though. Though they will be fun. The bird and the worm are friends until the worm pisses off the bird, and then the bird's going to eat the worm. Uh, we have Miss Space Ignition trade paperback by Ablaze Media. Full color anime infused stories. Ignition is a graphic novel collection of six stories exploring a universe where the old tales of monsters and folklore cre- creatures from the Philippines, Tikbalangs, Capris, Menagles, were inspired. Inspired by actual alien civilizations. From a young man's journey into myth. To a Capri war. To a. Mananagi. Coming of age. These stories now depicted in full color. Will take readers of an. On an unforgettable journey. Both strange and familiar. Hmm. Interesting. I'm just looking, I'm checking out the cover, trying to get more of a concept for it since nobody wants to really explain what the hell their books are about. <laughs> At least not to a point that I'm happy with what I heard and want to buy them or anything. Namor, the Submariner, Conquered Shores, number one by Marvel Comics. It's a like, Everybody thought they were going to fall for Aquaman. They started to, and now they're bored with him. So now they got to bring the Submariner out. (laughs) A century into the future, not much land remains on Earth. 
a combination of worsening climate and devastating war with the Kree has left the surface of the planet mostly inhospitable. With an ever-dwindling population of air breathers and a profound lack of superheroes to protect them. Enter Namor, who these many years uh, who these many years on is no longer king of Atlantis, but ruler of the entire world. Oh, he's ruler of the water world, even though there's no land to be left. It doesn't mean that he's ruler of the world. <laughs> I'm so negative all of a sudden. What the heck? All right. We are sitting at about the halfway point, so we're doing good. Nerd Adventures in Fandom from this universe to multiverse. By Atria Books, Atria. From the moment Maya Phillips saw the opening scroll of Star Wars Episode V, The Empire Strikes Back, her childhood changed forever. Her formative years were spent loving not just the Star Wars saga, but superhero cartoons, anime, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Harry Potter, Tolkien, and Doctor Who, to name just a few. As a critic at large at the New York Times, Philip has written ex- extensively on theater poetry in the latest blockbusters, with her love of some of the most popular and nerdy fandoms informing her career. Now she analyzes the mark these beloved intellectual properties leave on young and adult minds and what they teach us about race, gender, expression, religion, and more especially as fandom becomes more and more mainstream. Uh, You had me wanting to check it out, but then you lost me. They got to get better at pulling people in. We have New York Ninja Super Special One-Shot by Floating World Comics. Vinegar Syndrome's cult hit returns in a magazine size. Damn it, magazine size. This is a comic book thing. <laughs> magazine size Super Special. Crime is at an all-time high. John Liu a.k.a. the New York Ninja, scours the streets after night, night after night, searching for his wife's killer. Meanwhile, the villainous Retali's new radioactive powers make him deadlier than ever. Eh. Not grabbing me, I'd rather read The Punisher. <laughs> Punisher's using... Martial arts weaponry nowadays, anyways. So there you go. There's a near replicant version. Emile Silicone Ice Tray by Square Enix. Which, have you seen the Death Star ice cubes? These are round, solid ice cubes like that, too. And just, yeah. They're great for drinks. They last for, for a nice long time. I want to pick a couple up, but I wanted the Death Star one. Haven't found it anywhere for a deal. 
Next up, we got Night of the Ghoul, number one. It's about time we get back to some Halloween-y style stuff. This is by Dark Horse Comics. Shot in 1936. Night of the Ghoul. Was by writer-director T.F. Merritt. Was meant to sit beside Frankenstein and Dracula as an instant classic. But the legendary film never made it to the silver screen. Just before editing was finished, a mysterious studio fire destroyed the footage and killed the cast and crew celebrating the rap party. Forrest Inman is a horror film obsessive who digitizes old films for the framed, famed Aurora movie studios. When Forrest stumbles across the seemingly forgotten canister of footage, he just might have discovered the remnants of the lost classic Night of the Ghoul. This discovery sends Forrest on a dark odyssey where he's warned by a mysterious old man that the film's ghoul is far more than a work of fiction. It's a very real monster who plans to kill him. <laughs> they have Night of the Living Dead, original terror bag set of six comics. Then we have Night of the Living Dead Revenants, number one, by American Mythology. The official Night of the Living Dead comics are here, and you can add one of the rarest editions printed to your collection with this century cover. Only 100 were printed and making this the perfect book to have slabbed at your favorite grading company. We got Nightfall Double Feature, number one, by Vault Comics. I like that they're doing this like, uh, uh, grindhouse style horror film type in the comic form. Uh, yeah, this is by Vault Comics. 64 page double feature. Grab your popcorn and clamber into your sleeping bag for two tales of terror. From the creative teams of the autumnal, the plot, and resonant. The cemeterians, after human bones begin growing inside inanimate objects all across the globe, a renegade scientist and brilliant theologian delve into the cemeteries where the bones originated, discovering an otherworldly force tired of being buried in darkness. Denizen a family's cross-country road trip, goes off the map and into the unforgiving wilds of Joshua Tree National Park when mom and wife-to-be, Helen, succumbs to a malevolent force tucked inside an abandoned camping trailer. And I like that they're doing a little two-part storyline and stuff. and I'll probably get into that one. I can see doing that. We'll see what happens. Thought I had to let the cat in for a second. I see came back from wandering around. Oh no. I just dropped a bunch of comics. That's not good. Alright. They have a no game, no life, Shiro Yui Kim 
Kamaya Artworks 17th PVC figure by the Good Smile Country Company. I just love how she's got all kinds of different colored hair flying all over in the wind. I just think it looks cool. I know nothing about the figure's origins, though. They have a Noctira Special Veil number one one-shot by Image Comics. Dark Veil one-shot is the special one-shot featuring awesome art by Francis Manipole. Veil reflects on her hard and sometimes merciless past in the wake of the shocking events at the conclusion of Pedal to the Metal. But when an unlikely ally reveals a way to find Veil's convoy and take them to Eos, Veil must go against her every instinct in order to trust this new partner. And we have Nook Trade Paperback by Source Point Press. Fleeing the oppression of World War II Germany, Avery, Avery and her parents move to a remote town on the border of France. It is here she finds her new best friend, a cat named Nook. I gotta let my cat in. So you're just gonna have to wait a second. The cat is not happy. <laughs> yeah, and stay off my comics. I know they're all over the floor, but I gotta finish this before our shirt. Why don't you just lay right on top of the most expensive one? <laughs> uh, cats. They will lay on your shit whenever they can, and they will block. If you try and do a puzzle, they'll come up on Taylor. You try and do paperwork, they'll come and lay on the paperwork. <laughs> All right. The cat named Nook. But there is more to this cat than it seems. A dark and twisted history longs to be revealed. Avery is swept up in a deadly cycle of violence. It will come to both fear and love her fuzzy new friend as the history of her new home is revealed. All right. Numb to this memoir of mass shooting graphic novel by Little Brown and Company. I knew it wasn't going to take long before we start to see more and more of this mass shooting crap come to paperwork. So we shouldn't be seeing it in real life, period. Now we got to see it written all over and even the. Computer itself doesn't even want to open that page. There's also a Obi-Wan Kenobi Darth Vader life-size standee. And they have Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, no, now the chain. The, it finally changed. So for numb to this memoir of mass shooting graphic novel by Little Brown and Company, Kendra Neely never expected it to happen to her. No one does. Sure. She'd sometimes been close to gun violence in Texas, but now she lived in Oregon, where she spent her time swimming in rivers with friends or attending classes at the Bucolic Umpqua Community College. Then one day it happened. A mass shooting shattered her college campus. Over the span of a few minutes, on October 1, 2015, Eight students and a professor lost their lives, and suddenly Kendra became a survivor. This empathetic and unti- ultimate, 
and all timely or ultimately hopeful graphic memoir recounts Kendra's journey forward from those few minutes that changed everything. She was hopeless at times, feeling as if no one was listening. But finally, Kendra learned that for her, for her, the path toward hope wound through art, helping others and sharing her story. I just, I don't know. I don't want to see any more mass shooting shit, so. All right, you got Darth Vader standee. You also got the Obi-Wan Kenobi Grand Inquisitor lifestyle standee from Advanced Graphics. Graphics, And you have the Haja Estri figure and the Lola, which, I mean, this is only supposed to be something that fits you in your hand, so why they make a life-size standee of it. I want to know what size this actually is. They don't tell you the size. So what is the life-size size of this thing? It would fit near the little girl's hand. So I mean, is this going to be a tabletop standee? It's, I mean, yeah, it's half the price of a regular standee, but I mean, come on, this cannot be that big to be a standee. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi with hood. Life-size standee, and then an Obi-Wan Kenobi with robes. Life-size standee. Then we got Oz, Return of Wicked Witch number one of three by Xenoscope Entertainment. In a time before the Emerald City, a Wicked Witch of the North ruled all of Oz. Banished to the southern lands many eons ago and kept at bay by ancient magics, Far beyond her control, she languished. Now, with the witch's exile finally coming to an end, Dorothy and her friends will witness the return of the true true wicked witch to the marvelous land of Oz. I was hoping we were going to see more of the patchwork girl. Instead of this, this isn't something I want to jump on, but last year's patchwork. Watch Girl, that was a lot of fun. I think that was her name. They have a Paka Paka Boo Hollow S3 capsule 18 piece display from Funko. And a Paka Paka Boo Hollow S3 Phineas final figure. They have Peanuts Trade Paper Snoopy Cannonball by Andrews McNeil Publishing. Look out below! Whether he's playing football, hauling for his dinner, or writing on his typewriter, Snoopy always makes a splash along the way. His brother Marbles pays a visit. Sally goes to the beanbag camp. Marcy is recruited for the school safety patrol. And Charlie Brown hopes his baseball team can finally win a game, or at least avoid getting rained on while they lose. Dive in and join the Peanuts gang in this thrilling collection of comics selected especially for young readers and represented here in color for the very first time. And we got Penguina One-Shot by Antarctic Press. Sent in a dimensional portal ship and landing in the Antarctic as a baby, Penguina is found and raised by Samurai Penguin. 
Leaving to see the world once she's grown, she's found out she has the ability to mimic powers of any comic character if she reads the comic, but only for one hour. To keep a low profile, she takes a secret identity, working as an intern at a small comic company, until Peguina is needed. And it's fun, but it's a concept we've already heard of. We just had the superhero that has the 10-minute powers or whatever not long ago. But they have a pop and box tee. Captain Marvel black t-shirt that you get the figure and the shirt. They have a, and these are by Funko, of course. A pop animation, Hunter X, Hunter Natiro. Vinyl figure. <clears throat> uh, they have a Thor vinyl figure. They got the Daredevil Electra vinyl figure. They got a Blacklight Jack, Nightmare Before Christmas one. They have a black light mare and a black light oogie, oogie boogie, a black light Sally and a black light zero figure. So I'm going to probably have to get those now that they're in popping form. And a Gotham Knights Nightwing figure and a Red Hood figure and a Harley Quinn figure. And I'm going to end it there and we'll get back with more in a little bit. Tomorrow, probably.